0: All right. Once again, I don't feel as prepared as I should be. We only had two weeks, you know.
1: Yeah, that holiday (laughs) two weeks. There's not a lot going on. Mm. I mean, how many times did Donald Trump say, Merry Christmas, rotten hell to people?
2: (laughs) 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 Not nearly enough, sadly. (laughs) That's some funny
1: stuff. I'll give him that. Mm. Get fucked and also Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) In all caps.
3: I saw a picture from him from... I think it, I don't know. He crashed some wedding at Mar-a-Lago,
0: and he looks wrinkly old. It was weird. He's an old man. I don't. I don't understand how he doesn't look way more wrinkly than he is. Like he puts that orange shit on his face every day. Mm. How doesn't? How does it not build up in the creases? Like
1: he cakes it up with foundation, probably fill in the cracks. I mean, clearly he has a makeup artist,
3: but still, that's
1: supposedly we found that too. He stinks to high hell.
3: Yeah, that was. The Twitter theme of the holiday. Jeez.
1: Whether that's true or not, I don't care, but no. I love that and it probably enraged him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smell. For a fact, people tell this general came to me and said, sir, <laughs> tears in his, his eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i I fought on pills and watched men die, and none of them smelled as good as you, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Hey, I updated the year. Nice. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared.
2: This is Ian.
0: On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord... Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you could post something to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh this week, I didn't I don't know, we got a whole bunch of religious stuff, we got uh some some university updates. But first, we've got a few follow-ups. Um this made the news feed, and it's not a whole lot of news, but Danny Masterson. Who has begun serving his 90 days in jail. What? What? No, no, no.
3: No, 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 no. No.
0: How am I misreading this?
3: His first 90 days at the facility, he will not have any family visits or personal property. The reason that I put the story in was because at at the time when he was convicted, everybody went, does he go to prison now or does he go to prison later? And And the answer is evidently later.
0: Oh, I thought it started. I thought his 90 days
3: started. Nope. Um, he re- reported in. It's a couple days ago, and he will has a thirty year sentence. But the first ninety days, he won't have any family to visit him. Oh,
1: okay. So he's definitely doing more time. than ninety days.
0: Oh, he's doing thirty. Well, he's doing you know some part of thirty years. Right? Ah, okay. Yeah, I totally misread the uh, the headline here. So the yeah, the first ninety days is kind of in solitary. Like yeah. he'll be able to go to the yard. He'll be able to do stuff, but. He's uh not allowed what is it one phone call every every Week? month, one call a month, yeah Whew. one call a month for the first three months, yep, which whatever he's in prison I'm uh-huh,
3: right, I mean the main reason I you know put the story in the in the list was because we weren't sure when he actually goes to prison, and right now at this moment he is in prison, so yay <laughs>
2: <laughs> front load the show with good news,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> okay, I like it. Is he, <laughs> has he still got an appeal going out or what's going
2: on? Yeah
3: yeah, but it, it the appeal is not strong enough to keep him out of jail at this point, so right
1: well good for good for him
0: <laughs> yeah, so he entered last Wednesday, apparently. that sounds right, yeah at least that's good. yeah um Oklahoma we talked about state. Oklahoma before and oh. their charter school they are going to well they're trying to get the first Religious-based charter school completely funded
2: by the federal government? Right. Yes. That sounds like something they would do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Supreme Court in Oklahoma has denied a request from the... Uh, who was it? It was the Department of Education and State Superintendent put in a request uh, to have the Supreme Court intervene to, to uh, let the, the school funding go forward. And the Supreme Court ruled against them. They sided with the Attorney General, who had filed the suit, saying that it's a violation of the separation of church and state because it is.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the Supreme Court said, "No, we are not going to intervene. Uh, the lawsuit can go forward." Which that's so. Yay! That's well, one hey, step in yeah, the right totally direction. Totally
2: front loading with good. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs>
0: Don't know if it'll stick yet, but for the moment,
3: we're still in good shape in Oklahoma.
2: Nice.
0: So I need to find the correct article because the third article has the wrong link in it. Uh Uh-oh. So don't post that Uh link just yet. There is another article that I will have to find um, because I want it to be correct on the website because it talks about the fact that the Oklahoma Charter School case Specifically was being done to challenge uh, the federal Supreme Court on charter schools. This is the Republican move. So they, they put this out and it's it's part of the Republican playbook. Like they've said, we're doing this to get it to the Supreme Court of the United States so that we can make it perfectly legal across the country.
3: I mean, that is how, you know, that's the modus operandi. I found a PBS article talking about it. Let's see. A new test of religion in public schools.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, written down somewhere, but apparently a few Republicans have have publicly said, that's what this is about. It's the same thing as the Roe v. Wade that we just went through. they're, They're trying to get cases up to the Supreme Court while they are in control of the Supreme Court, literally, so that they can have the Federalist Society members... Overrule and make it a nationwide thing,
3: right? It's the the playground materials again. It's just foot in the door stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so those are the follow ups. Let's hit some of the university news. University of Wisconsin. This was interesting. I think I heard about this first in our Discord channel. Oh, the chancellor, the University of Wisconsin, was fired for making pornography.
1: Oh, I heard this story. This is bonkers.
0: So apparently, he had his own OnlyFans page.
1: I think he also had like a YouTube channel. Him and his wife. Yes.
0: Yep. Yes. An adult YouTube channel, which was not quite as racy. Open.
1: <laughs> that, I think the YouTube channel was more them talking like, "This is our married life," and they would like interview porn stars and stuff like that. Oh my! Like I porn. No wait. Is this because Chancellor? Is that what I'm missing? How do you
0: mean?
2: mean? Is a chancellor like a
1: priest?
3: No, he's president. He's the president of the... uh, Was the president of the University of Wisconsin. This was
2: an illegal OnlyFans page that he launched? No. Uh...
3: When you are in a position uh, like president of a university, though, you sign a document that says you will do nothing to, you know, bring bad press to the the place that you work.
2: He's adhered to that.
3: (laughs) Not according (laughs) to the university.
1: They called what he's doing
2: abort. abort.
3: Yeah.
2: They they are mistaken. Does he pay taxes on the income that he makes from his OnlyFans? Is that the issue? He has done nothing
0: (laughs)
3: illegal. He has done nothing illegal.
0: The entire issue is that he (laughs) is doing pornography. And they say that that is not a good representation for the university, so they fired
3: him.
1: Sweet. And he had been the chancellor, what, for like 15
3: years? It was a long time, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost 17 years,
0: yeah. So he was doing this as, like, a side hustle kind of thing, and... Because
2: he wasn't making enough of being the <laughs> yeah. head of Wisconsin Not University? No, no, no. University?
1: Is, Ian, first of all, I gotta say, as, as much as, like, he is allowed to do whatever he wants, him and his wife are those weird fucking creepos <laughs> that are like, we have an open relationship, and ooh, don't you look sexy, ooh, I can't wait to get you in bed later, and then, like... They were interviewing this porn star who I knew. I've seen her before, and she's like, they're like dressed like a normal middle aged couple, and the porn star is in like a short miniskirt, sitting on their on their island in their in their kitchen. Oh, okay. And um, they're like, oh yeah, did you have fun last night? And she's like, oh yeah. And then he's like, did you have fun with me last night? And she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, what a fucking puke with these weirdos. <laughs> but again, not breaking any laws or anything like no, that. No, no, no. It's like. Like this is the type of couple that will like go to a a naked yoga retreat with like group love sessions and shit. like it's that kind of weird shit. So
2: you mean super cool
1: people that I want to be friends I mean with. if you do I have something something about that like, yeah, I think you're missing the point it's, their, it's not what they're doing, the, it's po- th- the point is we're in a
2: creepy uptight world run no by no, Puritans. no, 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 it's
1: not that because I have no problem with people who do that or people who fuck a lot or whatever. It's just something about white. Co- yes, white you do. You called them creepy. Let me finish. And I'll explain why. Because it's these <laughs> white people, and they have like these shit-eating grins on their face, and they're like, "I can't wait to get
0: you." In bed. And it's,
1: ugh, I don't know, man. I don't like it. It's but again, a, it, I will fight for their right to do whatever the fuck they want. Absolutely.
0: Is it the character, the Will Ferrell character in the hot tub? Yes! SNL that mix? is
1: exactly what it is like. <laughs> right. My lover. This is my lover. Like, it's that kind of shit. Damn, Ray, you fucking nailed it. That is exactly what it is.
0: When you were describing it, that's exactly what came to mind. So. <laughs>
2: So
1: they hand-feed each other musaka, <laughs> Just whatever weird shit, like, I love... Bodies glistening with goat meat. <laughs> I love running my head through my lover's chest hair. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> God, okay. I don't need to hear that. That's
3: nice.
0: Stop uh- sharing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. Please do it over there. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, I think the university has a right to... And as long as they're consistent, that's the that's the key to all of this, is they're like they're to have a moral's clause. Sure, and I, I think I'm just disappointed in them. Sure, and that's that's not unreasonable.
1: I'm sure there was a bunch of alumni that threw a fucking fit. So probably, yeah, right, right, right. Yep.
0: I I don't have any details. <laughs> nice nice image, Grinch. <laughs> I don't have any details about uh, President Gay from Harvard. Um, apparently, she has now resigned over plagiarism and the uh, the former testimony from from Stefanik. Um, what, what anybody knows? (laughs) I don't even know who put this in here. (laughs) I did. Um, it's just, you
3: know, it's more of a, uh, university related. She's one of the three that went in front of Elise Stefanik and, you know, fumbled. (laughs) And now she's, so she's the second of the three to resign at this point. There was also, you know, plagiarism charges. So that's probably.
2: Yeah. I don't know. What's that all about? uh, What was she accused of plagiarizing? uh, Unknown. Okay. Unexpected, but okay
0: and and what they fumbled over was the talking about w- whether or not somebody could talk about the genocide of the Jewish people and and her answer was not forthcoming enough
1: <laughs> right she didn't get she didn't give the smart answer that would have kept her out of trouble she gave the very technical ra- <laughs> technical right answer
3: <laughs> yeah but right but dumb answer yeah
1: yeah the one that uh <laughs> you, that you made one of the dumbest people look kind yeah. of smart like they and they, they got gotcha. you Right. Whereas you're the president of Harvard, you should not have you should not
3: have been got. <laughs> you should not have fallen into that trap. Yeah.
1: We don't get got. We go get. <laughs> as they say. But you got got.
3: Yeah. That was for
1: any fans of uh it's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh the other thing that I have in news, I'm not I don't even uh, this is completely open-ended. What happened? I don't know. Uh, But a friend, an ally Mm. of Vladimir Putin, was found dead last Wednesday. I think it was last Wednesday. It's been two weeks, so it might have been earlier than that. Yeah, I think it was last Wednesday. Vladimir Egorov, he was a deputy of uh, Tobolsk. He was a a deputy of Tobolsk, which is apparently the local town community. I don't know. He had an income amounting around 9.1 million rubles, which is about 100 thousand dollars he was found dead last wednesday he apparently fell from a third story window
1: just slipped and, <laughs> uh... and fell right out of one
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, that's all the news uh did he piss off his one-time ally because a lot of putin's enemies tend to fall from windows um, He's... maybe they need to stop greasing up the windowsills in russia i don't know yeah <laughs>
1: Or Vladimir. Just all his friends just always sipping tea and dying or falling out windows.
3: I posted a separate uh, link because the first one, I get paywalled on that one. Oh, really? What's it on? This Charlotte Observer? Yeah, Charlotte
0: Observer. You get like three and then you're banned for a month. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I don't have any idea. Um, My guess is he did something that pissed Putin off, but yeah. Maybe it's retribution from some of Putin's enemies. Seems less likely, but
1: oh, and they're I mean, killing his friends off, right? Just
0: yeah, third floor See, window. You just
1: can't win with this guy. Either your friend, <laughs> you stay friends with him, you might die, and then <laughs> if you're not friends with him, he's gonna kill you.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, in politics, Nikki Haley. What uh, does anybody <laughs> have all the details of this? All I know is the very basics of what the article has, which is that apparently she she was quote unquote tripped up. With a civil war question,
1: shit, I watched it. She was not tripped up.
0: Yeah, and she claims that there was a Democrat plant set in by the Biden administration to trip her up, and apparently the question was basically, "What was the main cause of the civil war?" or something similar.
1: The, right. For, I mean, I can't attest to whether it was a plant or not. Yeah. No. But it, but it was a uh, what do you call those town hall thing? And the guy in, asked, "Go ahead,
3: Karen." In New Hampshire. Just to be clear, yeah. This is uh, not in South yeah. Carolina.
1: <laughs> um, And the guy just said, what do you think the main reason was that caused the Civil War? And she paused for a second, and she was like, oh, starting off with an easy question, right? So <laughs> made a little joke, thought about it for 10 seconds, and said, I think mainly just government and, and the stretching reach of government. And he's like, really? In 2023, you're not going to say slavery? <laughs> and she paused for a second, and she's like, what do you want me to say about slavery? <laughs> and then- that started – that was basically the exchange.
0: Yeah. She's yeah. like – So, cle- we? clearly, that was a Democrat plant who was, you know, put in a trick question to trip her up, <laughs> or, or it was just basic history.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I understand her dilemma because – Oh, I mean- yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Me too. Which is horrible to think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's going to lose what percentage of the people that are, that are following her if she answers slavery was the main cause. I mean, there are you know, states' rights, yada, yada, but fundamentally, it was slavery. If she says that, who's she going to lose? In New Hampshire, probably not a lot.
0: But in South Carolina, hmm.
1: I mean, does it matter where you answered the question, though? I mean, I once, think it's so, out, though. It, once it's out, it's out.
0: True. I think it does, because later on a New Hampshire radio... Uh, in an interview with The Pulse of New Hampshire, she said clearly, of course, the Civil War was about slavery, but it's on a radio show. Nobody, none of her followers, none of the base are going to ever see that or hear that. So it, it's, it's more of like when you're on camera, you can't talk about slavery being bad because your base might see it. But if you're right. on the radio, they're never going to listen to the radio, so
1: it's fine. Well, yes, and that's, that's the medium, but I meant like it doesn't really matter what state you're in, like- if she had said slavery the first time around, it wouldn't have mattered that she was in New Hampshire, her little minions or whoever, right. whatever, whoever, apparently, if you say that the Civil War is about slavery will not vote for you. Right. Yeah. It boggles my mind that that's a thing, but.
3: Oh. And it also, it points out the fund one of the very fundamental problems with Republicans is that how can that be a trick question? How? Right. <laughs> First of all, the
1: trick answer is states' rights. Just say states' rights, and you cover everything. You're
3: right to an
1: extent. Yes, you didn't say slavery.
3: States' rights to you know have their people own slaves. Yeah, but how could she say that? I mean, America is
1: the most uh, unracist country in the world. <laughs> or I'm sorry, least racist, not unracist. That's
3: not a mm. word. <laughs> yeah,
0: we led the charge on getting rid of slaves. <laughs> after having a war to do so and when we forced people to. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, speaking of dumb shit in politics, I know this probably isn't on the radar, but I'll forget about it if I don't say it now. Did anybody see Lindsey Graham's uh, Chick-fil-A bullshit?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did. He's
1: the worst. I I did not.
3: I did not. No, do tell.
1: (laughs) So, uh, okay, so Lindsey Graham goes on to fucking, uh, well, he puts out a tweet, bitching and moaning, that New York State is trying to get Chick-fil-A to stay open on Sundays and god damn it it is their god given right to stay closed on the Sabbath if they want to and New York's a piece of shit and Chick-fil-A is making god's chicken out there <laughs> then he goes on Fox News and spouts the same shit and of course the Fox News host I think it was like one of those morning shows were like that's crazy what's up with New York why would they do this and as I'm watching this I'm like wait a minute what state is Lindsey Graham a fucking senator from
3: South Carolina. South Carolina.
1: I know it ain't fucking New York. No. Right? And I'm like, why is he, like, why does nobody go, what are you doing? Don't you have more important shit to do? And then, Ian, did you find out the rest of the actual fucking story? (laughs) No. Oh. Well, in true Lindsey Graham fashion, not telling the whole tale. Right. So the tale is these uh, New York State put in a thing saying, Look, if you're going to open a store at one of our rest stops, right, one of our 24-hour rest stops, you have to stay open seven days a week. And it's only for new contracts. So if you have a Chick-fil-A already at a rest stop, you can close on Sundays, no problem. Any new stores coming in have to abide by this fucking law. (laughs) Lindsey Graham sees this and goes, hey, I don't have any more important shit to do on my docket. I'm a a senator, right? Let me make a bullshit story up about fucking Chick-fil-A in New York State. And this is all that they've – now this is all the people on Fox News know, is that New York State's just trying to fuck the old God's chicken right up yeah. the chicken <laughs> chicken butt.
3: I mean, I, I and I understand – I completely understand why New York is doing this. I mean, you talk about a rest stop, a place where there's usually one place to eat, and it's going to be closed one day a week when people are traveling? That's stupid.
1: Yeah, but even still, like, regardless of what New York is doing, right, if you tell yeah. it the proper way, it really doesn't sound that bad, does it? You're like, no. oh, okay, well, yeah. If you it's want to open a Chick-fil-A and a rest stop, you have to stay open 24 hours. Yeah. The ones that are already there, no one's forcing them to stay open on Sundays.
3: It's all pretty straightforward, except, oh. yep, Lindsey Graham, gotta twist it.
1: And Fox News being like, we don't need to look at this any further, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Jared's rant
0: of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard about that, so, hey, thanks. Uh, other things in politics. There was another article, this time from The Guardian, about uh, Mike Johnson and his links to Christian nationalists. So, of course, we've discussed this before, so there's not a whole lot of new stuff in here, but there was a quote from the article that I thought was interesting. So this, this person who wrote the article on The Guardian did a little bit more research as to what Mike Johnson's background is and how he got to be speaker. And the quote from the article is that Johnson is the product and culmination of a decades-long quest by right-wing religionists to assert themselves politically through back channels not always visible to the uninitiated. Ronald Reagan's evangelical allies could not have imagined such a swift, no-holds-barred rise to power. Yeah, I mean, he. That's a he's... lot of
1: words. What, do you, what were you saying? What do you saying? Basically
0: yes. that the right-wing Christian nationalists snuck this guy in... And then the, while everyone was distracted with uh, Kevin McCarthy and everybody vying for the speakership, they just were like, hey, everybody, just vote for this guy. He's fine. No one will, no one will complain. And they snuck him in, and he is one of their key players in the whole Christian nationalist movement.
3: He's, he's a, a – what do they call it? Um, a sleeper agent. He was quiet, behind the scenes – and all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere, and we're like, who? But he's already in power. He's already third seat to the presidency.
1: Right. Yeah, but does it only take one vote to get him out? Well, I mean, apparently. <laughs> well,
3: not traditionally, but recently, yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, granted, they they have the House, but...
3: Right, and they're not going to vote him out. They love him. Do they? <laughs> the Re- uh, many Republicans do, sure.
0: I don't know that all Republicans know what his agenda is. hmm True. Or at least knew. I know all, not all the Democrats did because yeah. a whole bunch of Democrats voted for him because they're like, well, he's he seems all right. He seems bland and a standard Republican. So, sure, why not? And I get that. Like we talked about before, the the fact that, you know, if Romney were to run for president again, it wouldn't – I mean, you know, when he ran before, I was like, no, not him. Now I'm like, <laughs> right. all right, you know, he's fine. Like, Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah sure, why not? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's the attitude they took with johnson and and how he got in, but uh hey, he's not fine, no <laughs> coming you know as an
3: atheist, he's so creepy, I mean the whole you know um porn accountability with his son and his it took uh. his daughter to a purity ball, I'm like, ugh, so gross,
1: and he's our age, yeah yeah, younger Which, yeah, I guess that's true i i I just don't know how our generation produced someone
0: like this. <laughs>
3: yeah deeply engrossed in the church
0: all right on that note let's move off of politics yay uh on to the church specifically a church for nuns Uh there is a new wave of of churches coming to existence that are spiritual communities that discard doctrine. They call themselves—well, actually, one of the leaders of one of the main churches, one of the first ones, said that that the church is an ever-evolving spiritual collective for people who don't necessarily believe in God or any specific dogma. So it is to—the idea is— you have a lot of people who don't believe in God or don't believe specifically in Catholicism or any sort of dogma, but they like the community. They like getting together. They like, uh, you know, having this this mini community where they can get together, talk, rely on each other for things. And I'm kind of torn. I have to admit, like, I get the community thing. But at the same time, the one of the one of the key things about atheism I like is you don't have to go on Sunday morning. <laughs> you don't have to do
1: shit, hmm.
0: but I get it. Like I, I understand that people feel, especially if you've if you've gone to church and you're used to seeing a group of people every week, and you get familiar with them, and you, you get this community, right? Yeah. So it's a stepping stone to atheism,
2: <laughs> but keeping it organized.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't hate that. Again, I like Ray was saying. I deeply recognize the value of community. Hmm. It is you know, one of the pillars, I think, to, you know, a complete mental health picture, community, companionship, purpose. I think those things are often overlooked.
3: I would agree with that. Yeah. However, you find your community, whether it's in, you know, charity work or theater or going to a a pseudo church.
2: Right. Or even just proximity. Just your neighbors, your family.
3: I mean, work replaces um, community for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, that's but not it's, ideal. I, it's you guys not talk here, to your but... neighbors?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: I do. <laughs> like, a lot? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean I'll mean, wave to my neighbor. Hey. I, I have a genuine friendship with some of my neighbors. I have a casual acquaintanceship with half of my neighbors. And then I have a smile and don't speak policy with all the rest of my neighbors. <laughs> oh. But we live in... You hate everybody though.
1: I don't understand you. You're (laughs) not anymore.
2: (laughs) Oh now he's Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm fifty percent responsible for a complete other person. I've totally turned it I've turned this franchise around, Jared, I'm telling you. (laughs) Really? I am a I am a a peace loving, positive self talking, happy go lucky, suburban white dad.
1: Damn dude, I remember like not just like maybe a couple years ago, he almost ripped my head off because I said there was no Star Wars and no no wars in Star Wars. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I still feel pretty passionately about Star Wars.
0: So, there's been some a little bit of backlash because some church communities are claiming that these uh, more, quote-unquote, progressive churches are stealing their members. But as it turns out, it's because those members were only going to have friends, and uh, they didn't like all the dogma and shit, or the forced tithing. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's actually not the new church's fault. It's because you treat your people like shit.
2: Also, I thought going to church was a voluntary action. Mm. How does one get stolen from a voluntary mm-hmm, action? Right, right. Well,
3: it is voluntary, but there are repercussions if you don't go to church, uh, if you're Catholic, for example. If you don't go to church, if you don't give 10% of your income, yeah. There are repercussions to that, as in, if you don't, you know, tithe the proper amount or attend the, uh, the the number of times that you need to attend, your child cannot be baptized there. You cannot be married there. They say, you're not good enough for us. You go away now. And for somebody that is, a, you know, kind of a casual Catholic, that could be pretty devastating. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. I mean, all they're doing is driving them away,
0: so.
2: Right. <laughs> Apparently to these new progressive churches. Yeah. Sweet. Well, good luck to them.
0: I was going to try and work a joke in here about how the new progressive spiritual collective was not the same thing as an anarcho-syndicist commune, but (laughs) I just had to force it there at the end. Right.
1: Is that where that that, that chancellor goes to, to bang his wife and four stars?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He could. I don't think they have anything against it. Again, he was doing nothing illegal. Nope. All right, this, uh, under religious nonsense, this was kind of interesting and kind of made the news because Lionel Dahmer, that is a name you might remember, this is the the father of Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. Oh, Okay, so
1: there is a a relation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, As it turns out, Lionel Dahmer and Jeffrey Dahmer Dahmer are often referenced by people who are anti-evolutionary the anti the idea of, of evolution being a fact um so I'm here's dying here, to
1: know the connection
0: Here's yeah. <laughs> here's how so Dahmer killed and dismembered 17 men mostly african-american his father yeah his father wrote a book called a father's story and it's a memoir about you know his life and mostly about Jeffrey and I think he was just trying to you know make some money from from the fact that, you know, his, his son de- did these horrific things. But the one key thing that Jeffrey said previously was the way he characterized evolution. The idea that we came from slime and just, you know, evolved. He says that that's a complete lie with no basis in science to uphold it. Um, and he said that it, it cheapened life, the whole idea of life. And it included the fact that evolution entails that there is no God to whom we are morally accountable, and only if there is a God to whom we are morally accountable is there a reason to behave morally. Therefore, accepting evolution robs us of any reason to behave morally. And they're citing this to say that... So if you believe in evolution, why do you you behave morally? Why don't you go out and kill and eat people, I guess, is the argument. Because if you believe in evolution, then you can't believe in God, and because you don't believe in in God, they believe you don't have any moral structure.
1: Right, but but are they also saying this, like, see what happens if you don't believe in God, you're going to wind up killing and eating people? Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Because one guy did it? Yes. Well, not one guy, but you know what I mean, like, a guy.
0: Anecdotal one guy, yeah. Uh, So clearly, that means... It's going to affect anybody if you believe in evolution.
3: I mean, meanwhile, you look at, um, you know, what 75% of the wars in the world are caused by religion and the atrocities, even of the most re- recent war, the atrocities that people subject each other to in the name of religion. It, I, I don't know how you could make this argument with a straight face. I mean, what do they think is holding all us atheists back? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it it always goes back to what does Pendulet say? I rape and kill as many people as I want.
3: Right. None? None.
0: None. I have embraced kindness. (laughs) So the article goes on to talk to about, to talk about the fact that Lionel Dahmer, the father, very much a religious man, made that a keystone in Jeffrey's upbringing. That well, wait, wait, wait That wait. he believe in religion. That he believe mm. in God. That he believes in the 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 uh, um, objective morality that God brings. And so, once Jeffrey went the way of, well, I don't believe in God anymore. Then why should I do? Why should I do any of? And, and when you do that with a the sociopath, they don't mm. have any empathy. They don't have any, you know, way of of thinking about anybody except themselves. So it justifies what he did in his own mind
1: it's such a stupid example though and <laughs> <There laughs> it's plenty of people who are not raised religious who don't kill and eat people right and, and you know, i'd say there's more than don't than they do
0: <laughs> I, I would a, say that it's so dumb that it's <laughs> similar to the look at the banana and how it fits in your hand clearly god made the banana
3: <laughs> yeah well I, there are all, I, I, and don't forget that there are a lot of sociopaths out there that have that are, you know, not religious, religious, whatever. That they have come to the logical conclusion that, all right, even if I want to do that, it's still not wise for me to do it. <laughs> I, there are a lot more – there I, there was a famous um, sociologist who was studying, psych, uh, you know, psychopaths. And he determined that he himself was one based upon his his studies. But he's like, huh, all right, I'm not going to do anything bad because <laughs> I still have a, you know, a, a moral code but I could do right. it. <laughs> so, but I, I think to your point though, religion does give people a um religion does keep people the break and, and the 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 reason not to do things. And once you take away that break, and that's the only thing that was preventing them from doing it, you're creating sociopaths.
1: I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You could just as easily turn that around and go, see what happens what a childhood's worth of mm. drilling religious
3: shit in your head does. It makes you
1: kill and eat people,
3: right? <laughs> if you instead had, you know, infused his life with, you know, the the, the beauty of community and and you know, yeah, individual moral, moralistics, as opposed to
0: Sky Daddy, maybe he would have been fine. <laughs> maybe the accepting of what he would consider sexual deviancy. deviancy, yeah. the, the the accepting of uh, you know a spectrum of sexual orientation, that was a lot of Dombrows problem. Yeah. But if he had been holding this rock
1: in his pocket (laughs) that I've been holding in my pocket my whole life and I've never eaten and killed anybody and it's due to the rock, if I had just given him the rock, he wouldn't have done that. (laughs) That seems logical. Prove me wrong. This rock (laughs) is stopping me from killing people.
3: (laughs) I don't know. The rock is dangerous. I'm going to take it away from you.
1: (laughs) Then I'm going to kill any people stopping Uh me.
0: (laughs) All praise (sighs) to the rock. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is a dumb argument. That's why I wanted to bring it up and but but yeah. it's an argument that exists. It's an argument that is used when when people talk about atheists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh under religious nonsense, this was I found interesting. There was a new study done in Utah. Utah is no longer apparently a majority Mormon state. What? what? Wow. The Latter Day Saints only make up forty-two percent of the population of Utah, according to a new study published in the Journal of Religion and Demog. Demo-
2: wow. Demographics.
0: Democracy. That's- demography. Demography. Yeah. Yes. Religion and demography. I didn't that know totally that was a threw word. Me off. I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> it's still uh, alarming it was- that it's that high, but go well, on. Well, <laughs> it was sixty percent uh, in twenty nineteen. Four years later, it's dropped down to 42%. So the majority of the population of Utah are no longer Mormons. Hmm. Uh, Supposedly, this is due to non-Mormons moving into the state, which I will never understand. Utah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They also cited declining birth rates and an uptick in people simply leaving the church. Wow. Good for them. I don't understand why you would want to go live in Utah, but I, I, mean, I guess if skiing, you like big open country.
3: There's lots of there's very good skiing, I understand, up in the mountains.
0: Don't they have weird drinking laws though? They do. Yes. Well, so does yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. But not as bad. True. Utah's way worse as far as drinking laws. <laughs> that alone will keep me from living there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the health medicine section, I will once again throw a shout out to Quackwatch. Uh, Quack Watch is a thing put together by the Center for Inquiry, um, and it puts out Consumer Health Digests. I think it's once a month. The latest Consumer Health Digest has a couple stories that I thought were interesting. One, there's a naturopath who Mm. has now been fined for illegally practicing medicine again. (laughs) Yeah. A naturopath uh, now has to pay one hundred twenty-five dollars, one so one hundred twenty-five thousand (laughs) dollars in fines for illegally practicing medicine after they have been given a permanent injunction against them to continue their practice. Yeah, he just he kept kept practicing. Um, Oh, (laughs) they had they have video evidence. A a person posed as a patient. With a, I don't even know what this is, ankylosing spondylitis? I don't know what that is. Mm. But apparently, Monty Zambert, Dr. Monty Zambert, told her that she had a central nervous system problem due to cobalt and graphite, which (laughs) was gathering in her nervous system because of the COVID-19 vaccine. (sighs) Uh, What? he He described his process as being similar to acupuncture. Uh, even though he is not a member of the order of acupuncturists from his area. Uh he then billed her two hundred seventeen dollars and also a ninety five dollar consulting fee, told to her to get two bottles of supplements <laughs> and a natural turmeric based uh product that she should ingest. She took all this and yeah, they took that that absolutely proves that he's practicing medicine, quote unquote medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, after an injection telling him to stop. The, the other article that's in the Consumer Health Digest, and this has a link in it. I didn't put the link. I'm not going to put it on the webpage. You can follow it from the Consumer Health Digest if you want, but I will warn you, I was uncomfortable watching it. Oh. <laughs> it is a, a video of a model in Thailand. She went to a traditional Thai healing place, where the, the clinic with uh, fauya, which is a traditional practice that involves burning herbs on the stomach to treat digestive issues. Classic. So they put herbs on your stomach and light them on fire. Oh, my. Uh, this model was engulfed in flames and uh, suffered third-degree burns. Uh, the video is its basically her screaming and on fire. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's... Oh oh i want to wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, to me i got uncomfortable when she started screaming and you know the fire was going everywhere and everyone's panicking i'm like i don't need to see this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah traditional thai medicine will just set you on fire wow <laughs>
1: why are you me so fucking stupid
0: <laughs> i feel no sympathy for this woman <laughs> Well, I feel some sympathy, because I'm sure she was told to go there by, like, parents or relatives, and somebody was like, yeah, you should do this, it's traditional medicine, we've all done it.
1: Okay, if she was kind of led there by idiots, then yes, okay, I'll feel bad for her.
0: (laughs) I mean, I assume that. (laughs) Oh, how old was the girl? Oh, I don't know, 20s. She's a model, so. Yeah, I don't actually know how old she is. She looks fairly young. Okay, I didn't want to accidentally be laughing at, like, a a 13 year old small, yeah it's
1: <laughs> a yeah, small child then in that case
0: uh let's see what else we have uh ABC news right this is a startling revelation for abc news apparently health officials are trying to get school children vaccinated as uh yeah the percentage of of uh students getting vaccinated is uh going down surprise uh, apparently in idaho last year twelve percent of parents opted their kids out of getting vaccines. Jeez Louise. 12%. I mean, we've lost herd immunity at 12%. Holy cow. <laughs> you lost, really? You lost herd immunity long before 12%. <laughs> well. Yeesh. Uh, and yeah, it Weep. says that uh, you know people tend to forget that measles and polio used to kill people. I don't know how you forget that. Like, how do you <laughs> hear polio and not, like, sh- shudder?
3: Well, when was the last time you met somebody that had polio
0: come on it's yeah, clearly it's not around anymore like, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> it's just like getting the cold right <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah apparently in the state in idaho a parent has to provide a signed statement to get a waiver that's it oh wow those poor kids yeah, but the it's not just Idaho. All the numbers uh, of kids getting vaccinated are going down. It's uh, yeah, that's a really bad thing. The outbreaks of measles have started. Yeah, and we're still dealing with COVID. Good job, everyone.
3: I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, the president of the uh, or you know the the head of the Republican Party in the Senate. The reason part of the reason that he's a little weird is because he had polio as a child. I mean, this is a person who is still active in politics had polio. This you could look at him and say that man. Mitch McConnell had polio as a child, and it did bad things to him.
1: I, he didn't take enough ivermectin.
3: <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking if cures oh, everything.
3: If only his parents had known.
1: <laughs> I broke my arm yesterday, rubbed a little ivermectin on it. All came better
3: right
1: back. <laughs> that bone snapped right into the place. <laughs> then I burned some herbs on my stomach, and I felt great.
0: <laughs> Cured up the old um, diarrhea with fire on the stomach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That sounds great. I'm going to bring the zinc rod. I'll come over. We'll celebrate. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Then I sat in my special copper rod chair for my computer that goes right
3: up my ass. Well, I mean, what about things like rabies? I mean, you can actually get a vaccine for rabies after you get bitten by a bat. If you're not going to take that vaccine, you're going to die a horrible death.
1: Do you not understand, Karen, (laughs) that the medical community and the government are actively trying to kill its citizens at all times?
3: And the proof is is that the person died of, of rabies.
1: Now, they're not going to do it by just coming into your house and shooting you. They're right. going to trick you into a vaccine. Oh god. I mean it's so obvious.
0: <laughs> Speaking of oh, the government dear. trying to step in, the next thing is from uh, sciencebasedmedicine.org. The FDA actually put out a uh, a article talking about the fact that you should not use homeopathic eye drops. This is a huge deal. The FDA has an official <laughs> warning against all homeopathic eye drops. This is a big deal because it's the first time the FDA has said anything negative officially about homeopathy.
3: Well, I mean, it's a difference between oh, drinking water
0: you. and putting questionable liquids in your
3: eyes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, I I don't even want to get into the different things that they've had medical practices had to deal with from homeopathic. I mean, anything to deal with the eye. I have an eye thing, I think, (laughs) because people putting drops in their eyes that have I mean, there's no regulations over homeopathic products. And depending on what you're trying to, quote unquote, cure, you're using something that's based on the actual problem. Like it's mm. like cures like according to homeopathy, right? So mm. uh, you're putting I mean, poison uh, into your eyeball. Stop it!
1: I don't want to repeat myself again, Ray. But you take a little ivermectin, put it in a glass of
0: water, <laughs> mix it up, shake it up a lot, S- and S- I mean, I a shit lot.
1: My eye. I threw my glasses away in minutes. <laughs> just I threw them right in the fucking garbage.
3: Get one of those old-fashioned. anymore. Get one of those old-fashioned eye cups and just bathe your eyeballs and yeah. ivermectin. <laughs>
1: cleared up my eye problem that apparently the government probably gave to me. Yeah. You know? So one day I'll... <laughs> Constantly targeting their citizens? Yeah, because I'll maybe one day I'll lose my glasses and fall down a manhole or something.
3: <laughs> what are you going to do when the zombie apocalypse comes? Are you going to ha- yeah, carry around glasses for the rest of your life? What happens when you break them? Then what are you going to do? Don't need them anymore. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Ivermectin eye drops. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brand uh-huh. told me to do it.
0: <laughs> so there's there is detail. If you haven't heard us talk about homeopathic pro- the process before on the podcast uh, near the uh, well, in the beginning of the article, it talks about homeopathy and the idea that like cures like how it's simply a sympathetic magic, a pre-scientific belief. Uh, it also uh, it believes that water has memory <laughs> and that the more you dilute a substance in water, the more powerful its effect becomes this is just – it's not just dumb. It goes against logic. It's its just – it's not even magic. Like, there are people who believe in witchcraft, and they, they believe that, you know, if they do certain things in a certain way and think about people in a certain way, they can affect the way those people act toward them because of, the, you know, what they do in the privacy of their own home. The, like that, there's at least a little bit of logic to. This is the opposite of logic.
3: Yeah. So
1: when they say the water has memory, meaning that, like, you put something in the water and it, like, knows what that substance is and then, like, makes it, like, better? like
0: Yeah, so if you take a drop of arsenic and put it in a gallon of water and you shake it, like, a lot, and then you dilute that gallon of water into a 100 gallons of water and you shake it. And then you take a gallon, each one of the gallon of those one hundred, and dilute it again, and you do it again and again and again, to, to right. the to the power of you know sixty.
2: Ten, I think oh, I think it's ten to the twenty third power is mm. yeah the official dilution. Yes.
0: Then that water all remembers the arsenic, and then you can use that water to heal poisonings. Oh.
3: There's no appreciable will... arsenic left,
0: but the memory of the arsenic is there. Yeah, actually, you won't have any molecules of arsenic in any of the water, or, or it will be unlikely that you will mm. at that level. Now, when level. this is
1: told to someone, their immediate question is, is how do you know that? <laughs> or can you prove that?
3: There has not been a single scientific study that shows the homeopathy does anything. And yet, so, people so believe it. So when this
1: person says this to you, these people just go, got it, water's got memory, write that down. Yeah. Okay, I don't need any. You said it; that must make it true,
3: right? But P, it's the surprising <laughs> number of people be, uh, try to believe it. I mean, I had a you know a relative of mine told me that uh, if I take this lead pellet and put it in this water and shake it up, take the lead pellet out, and then dilute this this water, and I drink that every day, and I'm like, for what? Because I, I didn't realize I didn't know what homeopathy was. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You you've not done anything and she kind of wandered into explaining it a little bit and then just let it go and then stopped doing it because I que- she, hadn't, she didn't question it. She was just doing it until I said, but why? Sure, you remember like, wait a minute, lead? Right, like, lead, yep,
1: but a why pellet. Is it always something that, why is it always something, that, why can't it be honey? Why, why can't it
0: be like <laughs> Well, sugar. because like cures like, so it always has to start with the bad thing.
3: Right. So, oh, okay. and the, the reason it was lead was because um, her muscles weren't working properly and they were really, really heavy. So, you know, her, her limbs felt like lead because they were really, really heavy. So, that was the logic behind the lead. Like,
0: God. Wow, man. Yeah. And again, the, the real problem with homeopathy, because it is just water, right? It's just water. So what's the, at least it could be a placebo, except it's totally unregulated. So what if a rat falls into your water and and drowns there and it brings bacteria with it and then you put that in your fucking eye? Nobody's there to regulate it to make sure that that's not happening. Right.
1: You know what I've just realized? Homeopathy, Ray, is your Joey Salads. (laughs) It is. It really is.
0: (laughs) God, I hate stupidity, I hate <laughs> willful ignorance mm. or oh, it's more it's unwillful
3: or unthinking hope, I think in a lot of cases I mean and it's a it, and it's a bit of you know, well, it, it probably won't hurt me, and in most cases it won't, but yeah, putting bacteria in your eye, that'll hurt you.
1: <laughs> you know again, when I think about these things like i I do tend to think about let go okay, I'm trying to be a little compassionate to yeah, someone who may be. Suffering. In a, suffering or in a stressful situation and nothing is working for them. Right. right. Like, man, did I take a deep dive last month on people getting stuck in caves? You know those idiots oh. that go and, like, crawl around in, like, 10-inch fucking holes? <laughs> I, yeah. I know,
0: one, I know somebody who
1: does that, yes. You know somebody who does this? Yes. Yes. Are they fucking crazy? I'm going to have doing? to say
0: yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't well, think so, but then they described what they do in the spelunking, and so, yes.
1: Uh, I watched two two just horrible, horrible videos of people that were stuck in these things. One guy stuck for, like, 27 hours, but he was upside down, Ugh. and they couldn't get him out, and he was, like, and again, you're thinking about, like, a gigantic mountain above your head. Mm-hmm. In that situation, I may be begging Ian to shove a copper rod up my ass to get me out of this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, but if you're, you know, if you're just like a normal person and you're you're just sitting down and going, okay, this is fine. You're right. I'm with Ray. You're an idiot. If you're actively dying and you cannot figure, you know, in constant pain, I guess I can kind of understand, like. Right.
0: Giving it, it a shot. Trying
1: trying anything.
0: Yeah. Know? You, it, it reminds me what you're talking about. It reminds me of, and I'm going to need help with this because I can't remember his name right now. The comedian who who he was like a weird comedian on Taxi, Latacagravas. Do mm. you guys? Oh, Andy
1: Coffin. Andy Coffin. Thank you.
0: There's a movie about his life, and when he got cancer, and he was in that position of I'm going to try anything, and so he went to like this third world country where there was this healer who. And as he's being carted in to have this process done and have the cancer pulled out, he sees the guy doing what he's doing and he knows, he knows that it's just bullshit, that it's just, and it's the oh, saddest. He's doing the,
1: chicken, he's doing the chicken gut. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, we, yeah. He's
0: pulling the chicken guts out and it's just a trick, a sleight of hand thing. And the, the look on the actor's face when Andy Kaufman, you know, realizes that it's just bullshit and it's not going to cure him. And that's that's the level I think that people are at. Like you said, they're willing to do whatever it takes. So I kind of get it, but homeopathy is is it's like the the baby steps into that. It's it's like Mm. it's available at CVS. So I'm going to try it because why not? Well, because it's not regulated. It could be anything.
3: My problem with it is the people that are um, charging extraordinarily large amounts of money for packaged water and making a huge amount of money on people's pain and suffering
0: that's that's really who i have a problem with the people that are selling this garbage i mean i also have a problem with big pharma making money off of people's pain and suffering Uh, sure but at at least least what they put out there is somewhat regulated right and
3: it, it, it some of it actually does work a lot of it actually does work
0: yeah most of it
3: most of it yeah Every once in a while, you get a cold medicine that's been on the shelves for thirty years that does diddly squat. <laughs> you got to back up the right. truck a bit, but
2: <laughs> every now and again, you have to list the side effects, and one of them has to explain the word perineum <laughs> to the audience, and that is the best kind of side effect.
0: Exactly. I knew you were bringing that up. I knew we couldn't get away.
2: I love Jardians.
0: Uh, Not a sponsor. Uh, Not a sponsor. <laughs> Alright, I got a couple stories. We're past, uh, we're past 10 o'clock. I got a couple of stories that are kind of, uh, I don't know, they're cute. They're science stories. Hmm. If you can imagine a robot weighing 300 pounds, standing 6 feet 2 inches tall, this is a humanoid robot. It is named Valkyrie and has been uh, developed by NASA to help in, well, I don't know if it was originally NASA, but NASA is now looking at it to help do uh, dangerous or redundant tasks in space. Uh, hmm. You need your solar panels cleaned off in space. Send out Valkyrie. She's a six foot two robot who can go out there without any oxygen requirements and uh, clean off your solar panels. Or you know this robot is uh, is pretty impressive. It apparently was originally created to deal with natural disasters. And they are teaching it more and more how to deal with, uh, you know, things that humans need to do that in either in dangerous spots, or in you know very dull, repetitive, dirty tasks.
3: Why does it need to be in the form of a human being, though? It can't I can't be don't the most know. efficient shape. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like there's much better shapes you could use. Yeah, that like we're kind of hampered by our shape sometimes.
3: I, yeah, we are a product of evolution that, you know, we're not actually uh, just ideally suited for the life that we live.
0: <laughs> well, because if you make it shaped like a spider, no one will use it. <laughs> right.
2: It's the Yeah, to, to keep the people at ease. Well,
0: Anthropomor- anthropom- whatever that word is.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Listen,
1: right. if I've learned anything from the movie Rebel Moon that just came out on Netflix, which is a gigantic piece of shit, <laughs> people hate robots that look and act like humans. <laughs>
3: Did I see recently something about, um, did Elon Musk give robots weapons to shoot his Cybertruck recently?
0: Yes. Uh, a few yeah, months I d- ago, I think, but yes. I-, I didn't like that. That's not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, the guy who at one point a couple of years ago was saying that we really need to watch that AI doesn't start getting too powerful. He's now giving them guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Musk. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs>
1: Mm, this man.
0: <laughs> so apparently, the robot is designed with modularity in mind to be able to adapt to many applications. And That's cool. it, I, I, I just read apparently it is humanoid in shape so that it can fit in places that were previously designed for humans. Ah,
3: okay, that all right. That makes That's a certain amount of sense. But six foot two, surely somebody 75- five foot- three makes more sense.
0: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> six
3: foot two is <laughs> yeah, 300 pounds. there's
1: no six foot there's no six foot two astronauts. right
3: right <laughs> you
1: can I don't think you I think you have to be like five nine is the t- tall as you can be to be an astronaut
3: yeah six
0: foot two is president height I don't know why we need that <laughs> I don't know I know pilot height they like they like beneath
1: 511. i I'm I'm I know you need to be short to be an astronaut though because they're like no we're not jamming in Right. six foot tall guys. Well, and the
0: other thing, every pound that you send into space, I mean that you have to you have to account for every pound. This robot weighs three hundred pounds. That's that's significant.
1: <laughs> again, I'm going back to uh, spider shaped again, though, because I feel like you could like fold in those legs into the body and Ew. make it in a nice little compact <laughs> pod and just store it away. It doesn't need to sit in a fucking seat like a human, right? Oh man, we're heading into Prometheus territory. These <laughs> things are gonna go and fucking seed the earth with fucking aliens and try and kill us. You wait and see. It's what Elon Musk wants.
3: Alright, <laughs> I posted a video of the the Tesla bots shooting and
0: shooting at uh, a truck. Yeah, and of course he put cowboy hats on them. Well, they got guns, so why not? <laughs> All right, final thing is also to do with space. Did you hear about Taters, the cat? <laughs> what? Nope. There is an orange tabby cat named Taters. I don't know if this was originally a TikTok or what. It's just a a tabby cat chasing a little red dot in video. However, as it turns out, NASA used this video of uh, the cat chasing the little red dot on a sofa as their first video sent by a laser beam from deep space. <laughs> so there is... Actually, I did hear this story. <laughs> There is a... It's a 15-second video. It's, uh... From the Psyche spacecraft, which is 19 million miles away from Earth, uh-huh. it sent a ultra-high-definition video uh, at the rate of 267 megabits per second over a laser beam back to the Earth. And this is a big deal because it's the first big-ish video to be transmitted From that far away. And what it's proving is that the laser beam that was set up on the spacecraft when it was launched can transmit at high bit rates uh, data back to the planet. So this allows us to continue to use this type of laser communication system on future spacecraft. It's actually a huge step. For someone who works in networking, this is Mm. cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this doesn't move any obviously it can't move faster than the speed of light. So
0: Right. A laser travels not, at the speed not, of light. It's,
1: yeah. it's not the time, it's the amount of information you could get.
0: Correct. Right. But the laser okay. beam it does that it means that the traffic can actually travel at the speed of light as far as like in, instead of sending a radio signal which will take, you know, well, even a radio signal travels but in any case it's yeah. it's extremely it's fast bandwidth. and it's high quality. Um, you can send a lot of data very quickly over a laser beam. Um,
3: right it was, with radio, the, the trouble is always the bandwidth. you can't get enough data down the pipe.
1: right No, I, I thought for a second we discovered subspace or something, but Mm-mm. no okay
0: not no point. But it's like having as long as there is an open path between the spaceship and earth, the communication is wide open. like in 267 megabits per second, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, it's a, it's a cool. really good thing, and it's a cute little yep. cat chasing the laser beam. So, <laughs> uh so yeah, there you go. Uh, there was way more good news to, in this uh, this week than usual. So,
3: yeah, well, evil takes a holiday too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, you guys have anything else you want to discuss? Merry Christmas! May you rot now. hell! Right.
2: Um, I had one. I have something miniature. too. I want to ask Ian about. Okay. So mm. okay, I'll I'll go quick because I had a little tiny mind blower this Christmas that I wanted to share with you mm. guys. Because I do the same thing every uh, again. If you caught the story earlier about where I am in my life, this will not shock you. So every Christmas Eve for the last nine uh, before we go to bed, I read "Twas the Night Before Christmas" to my family, and I read it this year. And for the first time in all my readings, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer? Santa's tiny? <laughs> yes, Santa is an itty bitty little guy.
1: You What's that all about? <laughs> from what that I from what I, from what I understand, yeah, Santa was always kind of like a little elfish type. He is, he's a straight up king of the elves. And it was it wasn't until Coca-Cola made him a big fat jolly dude was that's when how he became that way. Tiny. I I mean then why would anybody ever question? How did he fit down all those chimneys? He's
0: miniature. <laughs> well, because
2: And Co- magic Coca-Cola co-opted him.
0: Well now, he was he oh. was chubby with a big ground bowl of jelly. Oh ready. yeah.
2: Absolutely. He was a right jolly. But I old think the right
0: Coke made him big.
2: Yeah, turned him into like a human, and he is not. <laughs> That answered so many questions for me when I read that. So I'm still wrapping my I mean, head just... around you
1: reading "Twas the Night Before Christmas" to your whole family.
2: <laughs> Not my whole family, just my wife and son. That's your whole family, That's... like. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't I did, did want it to sound like like we're, I was gathered around with extended family, and I sat in front of the fireplace. And <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I guess for your son, I understand, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Wow. Uh, I did. Your, that's your why I said w-
2: nine years. I didn't read to her
1: before. <laughs> right, I, I clear- <laughs> would have been I, weird. I tell you right now, I clearly should have went first because we could have ended on a nice wholesome note. Mine is not so wholesome. <laughs> Uh-oh. And, well, it may be because Ian says he is a changed man now, but I was very curious about your take. Now, I don't know how this story passed me by when it happened, but it did, and I didn't know anything about this. But how are you feeling about the release of that Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Conflicted. Okay, because I know sometimes you're kind of a hardliner, on people yeah. who do bad shit. Yeah, I I have
2: I have empathy for her and what she suffered and I understand that when you're a child and you have known literally nothing but torture for like 15 straight years, uh, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, rationality even if you see a glimmer of escape. Like are there other ways to end your Mother's torture of you because she suffers from Munchausen by proxy other know. than stabbing her to death with your boyfriend? I'd like to think yes, but I truly do understand the, you know, the hopelessness desperation. and the fear that she felt mm. and the desperation. And and again, I know that that she is filled with nothing but, you know, regret, you know, splashed with some hope for the future. So, uh yeah. So the
0: story is she was just released from prison for this. Yes, correct. Okay. Do you, oh you don't know the story, uh, Ray? I'm just catching up as as Ian was talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, her mother had munchausen by proxy. She made it appear that she had you know everything like leukemia and organ failure and anything and this this this. This poor girl was just
1: she also tortured relentlessly by her, her mom for attention. Wow. And she made her also get like 30 unnecessary surgeries. Uh, right. I think they what didn't they re- they removed her uh glands or something? Oh, oh. god. Yeah, something weird, weird like I that. I don't like that. Yeah. yeah, she didn't actually do the stabbing. I think the boyfriend did the stabbing, but she
3: like was convinced like convinced him to do it, yeah. Right.
1: Orchestrated mm. it. Sure. So she did 7 years. And I, when, as soon as I saw that, I was like, ooh, I wonder how Ian feels about that, because he's sometimes a real hardliner on people paying their price for what they did.
2: Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to develop a little more empathy. Right. And I also understand that for the third time in this show, I'm a middle-aged white man, so my <laughs> relationship with the law is much different than a lot of people's relationship <laughs> with the law. So, yeah, I really... Um, especially now you know, I can't... I have less empathy for child abusers. Mm. I guess she probably didn't deserve to die, but I wouldn't have minded if
1: she had been, like, painfully stabbed a few times. (laughs) Um, Well, here's the thing that I... The only thing that I'm conflicted about in this, and I mean, like, I don't know if she even should have done a day in jail, considering she probably had, like, numerous mental conditions because of the way she was treated. The outpouring of love for her is great. For her, she's, you know, she instantly has millions of followers on Instagram and all this other shit. And she's going to write a book and there's a play coming and all kinds of shit. And all I can think right. about is the boyfriend who's mm. in there for life. Well, and she's, she married somebody while she was in prison. Right. And I was just like, Hmm, but I guess he's trying to get, they're trying to get a retrial on him too, saying that um he's on the autistic spectrum.
3: Yeah. I mean, so. did she um convince him? Yeah. How did she I convince she, him? I think, I mm. think,
1: I don't know if she convinced – I I think it's just something that the two of them came up together. She was like, I got to get out of this situation. And they're like, we're going to have to kill her. Mm. And he's like, I'll do it. Mm. She doesn't seem like a manipulator. Like, she probably didn't have the wherewithal to do that.
3: I mean, the whole story is just tragedy from beginning to end. And I predict that this is not the end of the tragedy because she is not equipped to deal with life currently. (laughs) I mean, well, she she was abused as a child. She's undereducated. She spent the last seven years in prison, and now there's a whole bunch hopefully of hopefully
2: receiving therapy.
3: Hopefully receiving therapy, but uh, it's the American prison system. So hopefully that
2: will continue. Hopefully it is. It's 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 really below average. Yeah, and by that I mean criminally poor. But yeah,
3: I, I don't predict good things for her future unless um, there's somebody protecting her. Unfortunately, yeah.
1: and I'm I'm also curious about this guy who married her while she was in prison.
3: Oh yeah, that doesn't smell good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But anyway, I was curious what your takes were on that. That's about
3: yeah.
2: it. I'm with you though, Jared. That's creepy. <laughs> the guy he had the married guy he had unlimited access to millions of unincarcerated no. women, and he said, "I'm gonna go find me a famous felon." Yeah.
0: Mm. Who
2: probably is, has mental issues? Is, yeah. That is not something that I can comprehend.
0: That is an anyway, interesting mm. and depressing it's story. Happy
1: note. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, well, if there's nothing else, I think I'm going to start wrapping up for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. First, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those of you who could be here tonight. Big old Grumpy Wolf, Grinch McScrooge, Heston Gection, Hypatia, and Joshua. I'm not calling you Jared Joshua. <laughs> uh, we do He's appreciate the comments and the feedback. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can join them on, on our Patreon page. Sign up there and chat with us on Discord, Uh, or you could share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us wherever you happen to listen. If you'd like to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or at ProfaneArg on the Twitter box. Also, I'd like to encourage people to check out shows on the Soon-To-Be-Named Network. It's a podcasting network. You can find all the shows at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm right. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God be with you.